Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, DAD, and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment. She's super duper cozy, Denise Salcedo. How's it going? The Denise? coldest person now because I was freezing at the top of this podcast. Thankfully, you know, once I started talking and, you know, moving a little bit, I started to warm up a little bit in my sweater. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cold like this morning. I, 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 I could, you know, like that freezing morning cold was that That's how, what I was feeling. how cold is it it's not that cold but it's cold in my house like i don't know what the actual like temperature is but let me check you know, like, what the real feel is well it's 54 degrees but for me it felt like i might as well be in alaska 54 you're oh that's right you're we're fahrenheit, fahrenheit. yeah that was 11 degrees know. 11 degrees celsius the point is that I was cold here in my house. Well, I think it's also like, keep in mind, I have like hardwood floors. So it's just, oh, yeah. and, and I don't have rugs throughout my house. I still don't have a lot of furniture. So I feel like the cold like spreads faster. And just like in general, my house gets cold, extra colder. So looking at this, uh, it's currently 10, about 10, seven degrees Celsius today. Uh, but coming Tuesday, it's going to be minus one. That'll be that'll be a fun one. Lovely stuff. Minus one Celsius to Fahrenheit is thirty degrees. Jesus, <laughs> that's not fun at all. Yeah, it's gonna get very. It gets very cold around here when winter rolls rolls around, and like, well, it'll be like that now until like February, March time. And you're gonna get snow. I mean, I hope we get snow this year. That'd be really nice. We got a lot of snow last year, and it was quite lovely. But uh, yeah, I, remember, I don't know. If we'll you showed get... me the snow last time. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't know whether we'll get snow again this year. But I'd like to hope we. I hope we do because it's it's fun when we get snow. Me, yeah. me and my wife like to go for nice walks in the snow. Oh, that's nice. I I can't imagine that. So when I went to Minneapolis for full gear, it was snowing, and I went for a walk because I wanted. There was a Starbucks like a couple blocks down, and I wanted a Starbucks. And I just thought to myself. I cannot live in a place like this. This is not, I would get so little done. Like I slow down when it's cold, when it's cold, I don't function the same. And like, even just today, like 
uh, I was ten, I was telling you like when we were on like off air, you know, I'm literally wearing a long sleeve, a sweater, a scarf, pants, long socks, and I have a blanket on my legs right now. And I had the blanket throughout the entire podcast because I would not have survived this podcast without. I it. am. I am wearing my. I'm wearing a Christmas jumper, and it is. It's quite a tight fit as well. So I'm. I'm pretty warm wearing this. <laughs> um, but I'm wearing my pajama bottoms because, like, I haven't. I, I, I've, I've been so busy today that I haven't actually managed to get out of my PJ since this morning. Oh my God. I don't I blame you though. I, I sometimes wish, like sometimes I think, man, if I were a boy, I could just come on here and like no makeup on and show actually I don't, today's not the best day because I barely put any makeup on. <laughs> but like the other days when I put more makeup on, I'm like, man, I could literally be, you know, in my like regular clothes and no makeup on and nobody would worry or care. Yeah, I mean, it's I honestly I I barely check anything before I go on. Like I don't comb my beard sometimes. People might <laughs> make fun of me for that, but like I've, I sometimes we get to comb my beard. I, I I have no hair, so that that that's one less thing for me to worry about. Do you know who does though? Ooh. Adam. Adam. Adam puts on concealer and stuff like that when he does shows. Wait, what? He does. Yeah. All of them or just a couple? I mean, yeah, he'll put on some concealer. Like he's, yeah, he's super vain, Adam. Like he gets very. Is this known information, or would he be I like embarrassed? Think, yeah, no, I'm gonna embarrass him right here. But he's like super vain about his appearance on shows. <laughs> well, I'll. Well, on Sean Raw podcast, I always see Sean combing his hair prior to the stream. <laughs> prior, he'll be like, "Oh man, my hair is messed up," and he'll be combing his hair. There's times where he has to do it on the air, but. Like he's the one always fixing his hair prior to the stream. <laughs> his hair is very important. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, all right, when are we going to get started? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's get into the main show itself. Talking about Danielson versus Paige. Was it really a five-star match? Let's find out. Here's the show. Was Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page or Wangman Page actually five stars? I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, your Jam That Champion. And I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, my bestie, Denise Salceda. How's it going, Denise? Today, I'm the sleepiest person in sports <laughs> infotainment. I woke up 20 minutes before this stream and I was like, Sh oh, De oh, oh De Denise, we are a minute into this show. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I woke up. God, I was trying to wake up at seven and then I accidentally woke up at 740. Okay. Well, I mean, do you know what? I'm not going to criticize you for you getting times wrong or anything because you and I were meant to record something yesterday and I gave you bad information. Because yeah. I. So here's what happened I, I was going to record with you yesterday at 4 p.m. my time, which is 8 a. It was what you do now. It's 8 a.m. your time, right? Right, right. Which I'm, I'm so used to doing because I literally tell you this every single Friday when we do the show, it's 8 a.m. But for whatever reason, when I was writing it down, I was like, oh, it's 11. Well, I gave you Eastern time, not Pacific time. 
I know. So when you said 11, I saw that and I thought to myself, that's weird because if we ever record anything, it's 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. And I thought, well, I don't know. He's a dad now. He probably has a busy schedule. So, okay, cool. 11 a.m. it is. And so I woke up at 9 to like 9.15 and I saw your message saying like, are we still on for today? I'm like, yeah, that's like in two hours, dude. And you were, <laughs> you were like, nope, that was an hour ago. And I was like, nope, two hours. Yeah, sorry about that. And I, was, I suddenly felt I felt really bad about it as well because you'd, you'd asked me if I wanted to be on one of your videos. And I was like, I can't do any evening records at the moment because of all the dad stuff. And then here I am asking you be like, by the way, can you do an evening record? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't like think about that, but I was like, okay, cool. Like whatever his schedule is, is perfectly fine with me. I'm not going to complain about an 11 a.m. show. It's way better than 8 a.m. So <laughs> I was totally okay with that. And I should have known that it was a mistake because you yeah. never asked me to record at 11 a.m. No, sorry about that. So we'll, we'll try and do that next week instead. So yes. apologies yes. for everyone. That, that show is going to be slightly late. Uh, but instead, we're here to talk about Danielson versus Paige, which has got the full five stars from Big Daddy Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer. A fun fact for you, this marks Danielson's second five-star rated match in his AEW career. In fact, actually, I believe it's his career full stop following the time limit draw against Kenny Omega at Dynamite Grand Slam. It's also Hangman Page's second five-star match in a month because he got five and a half stars for his match against Omega at full gear. So, very, very well done to the pair of them. But my question I had for you, I'll go into like Dave's thoughts in a second and why he scored this five stars. But from the off the bat with you, what did you make of the match? Dude, I love the match. I thought that the, you know, the whole hour, like the whole body of work that they did during and throughout the match was really good. The pacing was phenomenal given that. I mean, I don't know how you watch, Luke, but for me, I clearly get commercials. I get a couple of commercials. The commercials never took me out of it. I love the aggression. I love how Brian Danielson essentially went into this, you know, practically wanting to kill Hangman Page. And we saw that throughout this entire match. Now, the only thing that I had said was I was one of those people that was torn with the time limit draw. I, I saw both sides of the argument. I saw both sides of people wanting to see a clear definitive winner. One of those, uh, you know, most people wanting to see Hangman Page win so that they could, you know, solidify him really as, a, you know, as a champion. This was his first official title defense. You want to see your babyface champion essentially get a clean definitive win. And then there was, you know, the whole other argument of like, well, regardless, this was still a phenomenal match, et cetera, et cetera. And I think like in the end, I decided that I didn't think it should have been a time limit draw. I do think we should have had a definitive winner. And so that's kind of like I was torn with the ending, though. I have to think the with reading what Meltzer had to say about the match. I think that this probably would have gone more than the five stars had it not been for the commercial breaks. So this is what Dave wrote. Uh, Adam Page versus Brian Danielson for the AEW title opened uh, the as the first 60-minute draw on a major US television show since Triple H and Benoit 18 years ago. TJP and Josh Alexander did do one on Impact, and a few New Japan matches have aired on Access, including both of the Omega Akada matches. I'd go five stars here, and that's with the disadvantage of it having commercial breaks, as I'm sure it was better uninterrupted. I saw two unreal matches, Romu Takahashi and Yo on the same day. This was better at subtleties and making spots mean more, and better selling to a degree. 
It was even better with the crazy spots due to Paige. Both engaged the crowd tremendously and peaked, uh, uh, peaked it for the most part when it should have done. Tanahashi versus Yo did peak higher at the end due to the better near falls, but this was the better match of the two. Takahashi versus Yo also had the advantage of no commercial breaks. Early on, the ad breaks were fine, but for whatever reason, when you're 45 minutes into a classic and they go to a break, it hurts more than I thought. It was a beautifully worked match. Now, for me, I got to watch this on the fight feed, so I had no commercial breaks whatsoever. But I will say this, and I've, I've defended AEW in this with the fight feed before, because this was the complaint that people had against Blood and Guts, was that the commercial breaks really killed the pacing of the match, which I didn't see because I had the, I had the fight feed. You can tell when they're in commercial breaks. Even on the fight feed version, you can tell like, like, I mean, A, you can hear Excalibur say like, we'll be back in 90 seconds. It's picture in picture, restaurant quality and all of that sort of stuff. But you can tell when they're in a commercial break as opposed to when they are not in commercial break. And you can even feel like the second that they, I, I watching a match on fight, you're like, all right, they'll be coming back from the commercial break in about 10 seconds. Because you can just feel the way that they're moving in the ring and the way that the cameras are operating. You're like, okay, the commercial break's nearly over. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I remember like blood and guts, and I remember thinking the exact same thing as somebody that got stuck with commercials. I felt that way. Like, hey, <laughs> that match was like that match was like uh, like fifty fifty. Now that I like recall, I'm trying to remember how much I actually loved it or didn't love it. But I didn't feel that way with this match because even when they did do the picture in picture, there's so many times where they do the picture in picture, right? And you like other matches, you see them get into rest holds. Why? Because they know they're in the commercial break. This one, I literally saw uh, Brian Danielson expose the concrete floor and then do like a DDT on Hangman Page. And I'm like, all right, that's something that doesn't always normally happen in a picture in picture. So for me, like there's been other matches where I'm like, oh, this match was good, but it was hurt by the commercials. I didn't feel that way with this match. And I know that other people did because people were telling me that. But personally, my experience, I did not feel that way. I one question I did want to ask you is when did you work out that it was going to be the time limit draw? So it was funny because when this match first started and it was the opening match, I thought, hmm, something is going on here. That was the first clue. Then they started working this match and like within the first like minute two minutes you knew that they were going to go for a long match but at that point I still thought oh maybe it's going to be like a 30 minute match or something and then once we started getting towards the 30 minute mark I thought either they're going to do a solid 45 minutes but at that point it's like you might as well do the whole hour so at that point I started thinking all right they're going to go the full hour and then even knowing that even knowing that that was going to be a possibility they still didn't lose me in the match, which was good because I could have easily been like, all right, well, I'm going to zone out these next 20 minutes and not pay attention because they're going to go the full hour. And then at one point, I already knew, like, and I think everybody knew. And that's why, like, you know, some people did not like that that was telegraphed. And I get that argument as well. But for me, like, when you're going out there and you're putting on a good match, like, it, it helps that like I didn't feel even though it was the full hour I didn't feel like I was just sitting there for an entire hour watching you know some boring old match like I didn't feel like that and so I kind of got it by like once it surpassed the 30 minute mark uh for me like I when it came to the finish I I, 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 I was texting Ollie about this in the morning and he messaged me being like 
I really think that my feelings on this match are like out of line with what everyone else is thinking. Because everyone else is like, you go on Twitter and you had Sean and John Alba and Bixen Span and like everyone's talking about like, oh man, what a great match. One of AEW's best matches they've ever done. Top three matches AEW have ever done. And he was like, I feel like I'm out of step because mm. I thought it was good, but I didn't love it, love it. And I kind of, and I was sort of in, a, in a bit of a similar boat. And for me, it came down to that finish. It's because what I wanted to see was Hangman win. I wanted them to go the foot, well, go Broadway, but Hangman wins just in the final seconds. And you have this big, like, yeah, Hangman Page pins Anderson in the first match, right? And then the more I thought about it, and the more I was listening to other people talk about it, the more I was reading things about it and just playing back the match. And it's now been 24 hours since I've seen the match. I now like the finish more because I'm enjoying the story that they're telling of Hangman Page. I essentially, what happened is I got worked. I got worked by the finish. And if in that respect, it, that, I think that makes it a really great finish. Well, first of all, be careful whose opinions you read because not everybody's <laughs> opinions matter, FYI. Secondly, yes, sure. um, more importantly, more importantly, like I feel like that is a common thing that I see where like if the majority of people on social media like something, a lot of people feel that they cannot express their feelings or they feel like they're going to be wrong. And I think that's like complete and utter like. I hate that. I hate that. Like, just because somebody else feels like, oh, they love this, you do not have to love it because somebody else did. Like, first and foremost, like, I really do think that whatever people feel is like the right feeling. Like, dude, it's entertainment. Like, this isn't like, this isn't politics. This isn't like something where you legitimately like, it's life or death. Like, it's oh, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it's sports entertainment. Okay. Let's chill for a second. Um, So like for me, whenever I don't like something, I'll just say it. Like, screw that. Like, I don't like it. And I don't care if you liked it. I'll take the heat. I don't like it, you know, but give your reasons as to why. That's a whole other thing. What was your question? Oh, I didn't even have a question. It was just more of a, a statement about the finish. Oh. And, and I, you know, just sort of like where I was kind of trying to think about things and, you know, where I landed on the match. And I suppose to get into the question at hand, is this, is this a five-star match? Is, okay, so let, let's break it down into two sections. First off, I... I think star ratings, like everyone else, are a completely subjective thing. But people really dig Meltzer star ratings and people really like to discuss them. So I think first off the bat, do you think it's a five-star match? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think same here, to be honest. The more I think about it, the more I think it is. I think if Dave had gone higher, I probably would have disagreed. But I think this being at a solid five. Like, for example, I don't think the full gear match is five and a half stars. I really don't think it was because for me, it wasn't, it wasn't in my favorite match at full gear. That was Kingston punk. Kingston punk for me was a five-star match, but I thought that like Omega uh, page, I was like maybe four and a half, maybe something like that. It didn't like fully grab me the way that I really wanted it to. So I disagree with them there, but I do think that this is 100% a five-star match. Yeah. And then you also have to like, think about like, you know, the significance of the match and what it means and all of that, that goes into it. You know, obviously a match like hangman page and Kenny Omega meant a lot more than, you know, even CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston was like my favorite match, like one of my favorite matches of the night. And, but when you think of like the significance, you Kenny Omega Adam Page still meant like a lot more than that one did mm -hmm. because of the story that they had been telling for such a long time. So I think that's another thing to, you know, to consider, right? When you're, uh, you know, trying to decide on a star rating, et cetera. See, like I've never, my thing, like when I'm watching a match, I'm like, I either like it, I don't like it, 
or I freaking love it. Like that's it. I have three options or uh, I hate, well, actually never mind. Four, four, four. I hate it. I like it. No, wait, I forgot. I hate it. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Whatever. I already oh, forgot my I, own rating system. People got it. The Denise rating system. We'll, we'll workshop it. It's, it's, you know, you we'll, get it. Let's workshop it a little bit. But you get where I'm down. trying to get I, at. I, okay. Get yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, I, I don't do like, hey, here's a star for that. Man, yeah. that was great. Here's another star for that. Like, oh, I yeah. can't, like, I, my brain does not function that way. Like, it's either I like it or I didn't. And that's that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm very similar with you. I used to write for a film uh, website that like, I would go into, I'd go to press screenings for films and I wouldn't have to write the review. Or usually I would have to write the review on the tube home and then I would have to like get it onto the website and stuff and then like post it or get it ready to post for, you know, an hour later or whatever it is. And I had to do star ratings on that. There was a period of time when I was writing for that website where we didn't do star ratings. And I liked that period of time because I literally just wrote down my thoughts and stuff and people can draw their own conclusions. But that's not how you get on film posters, Denise. The way you get on film posters and get onto DVD boxes, you have to give star ratings. So we started to give star ratings and stuff. And like my editor had this system where he was like, he didn't like star ratings either. So we had, we introduced a new style of star rating. We rated it on a film and a movie. So like what do you two, mean? So like a film is like a work of art, you know, sort of like It's a Wonderful Life is a film. Avengers oh, I don't End like that movie. Avengers Endgame is a movie. Like that is, you know, it's it's it is a big blockbuster type thing. So you can sort of rate them on slightly different curves. Like is Avengers Endgame a cinematic masterpiece in terms of storytelling and character and this and the other? Maybe perhaps not in some people's book, it might be in mine. But it's certainly you cannot deny that it is a incredible movie spectacle that is just like you have to go and see this in the cinema. Like that is a movie event. But not so like it, a film that like in a hundred years you're like you either watch this or you die. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's going to be held up as like it's a wonderful life, for example, which I, I strongly disagree with Denise. Oh, my crazy. God. I hate that movie. No, dude, oh, it's God. So, I, it's I mean, horrible. It. It's the most depressing. It's supposed to be. It's movie to be I've ever seen. Nope. No, no, no. I, it's a, I, Luke, it's I'm not kidding sad. you. It's supposed I, to be sad. Okay, here we go. But you got to be sad with entertainment. That was not sad entertaining. <laughs> I saw a lot of good, sad movies. I thought that one was just like, it was so long to get to the point. And then it gets to a sad, depressing point. And then they all, don't they all like hug or something towards me? I don't know. Yes, and it's like, oh, it's a wonderful very, very life. Happy. And I was just oh. like, I wasted like an hour. I don't know how long was this movie, an hour and a half, two hours of my life. I was so upset because everybody was like, oh my God, it's a wonderful life. It's such a good movie. We all love it so much. And I'm like, all right, let me watch this movie. Let me be excited about it. And then I watched it and I was like, this is it. This is what everybody was talking about. I was bored out of my mind. You Sorry, done, Luke. You done, kids. You done kids with <laughs> your TikToks so and your Twitters and, so and your lame. Instagrams. It's just like, maybe Ridley Scott was right. You just can't appreciate movies because you're too busy looking at your old likes no. and your comments and your, your TikToks and your whatnots. See, that's not true because I have this app on my phone that I use. It's called the Old Movies app. And basically, it's a <laughs> bunch of, it's literally called Old Movies. I kid you yeah, not. Amazing. I, 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 and I love the fact that I, I guarantee you things like the empire strikes back is on there because you know it's 40 years old 
No, it's not. No, you get movies from like the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, and they're like those random ones. Like I can't even remember the movie titles. And I will sit there and I will watch those. And there are some great ones in there where I'm like, I never heard anybody talk about this movie. And this movie's phenomenal. And and so like, yeah, so you can't even say that, oh, just because it's an old movie, Denise doesn't like it. No, It's a Wonderful Life is a boring movie strong disagree i watch it every year with my mum and i cry every single time a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Now, secondly, I do want to correct myself for a second because 
I do like star ratings in movies. I so I used to do like a, like I so there was a one year in my life I forgot what year it was where I went to go watch fifty two movies in the theaters fifty two in one year which is a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore, and so I was That's rating good. them all on I forgot what app there was some app that I was like rating them all the movies on and I would do the star ratings and I would put like a little review but it was just like for me to like keep up with all the movies I watched so that was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually forgot what the point I was actually going to make about star ratings. I just started talking about the fact I used to write for a film website where I was running star ratings. What was my point? I think my point was more I like talking about things as opposed to giving them numerical value. I think that's kind of like so where I come from. I think when it comes to like Meltzer, you got to give it numerical value because how you do you else do you judge it in the sense of this was good? Yeah, but was it as good as this? Well, that's exactly it. But that's where I think the form of discussion comes in. That's why I like doing this podcast. Like I much rather do this podcast than I would tweet about a match because I can talk with my friends about this. I can talk with the people who are watching this and get their feedback on things. I think this is a much more constructive way of reviewing wrestling than just being like, like, ah, I think that's a five-star match because, like, I consider and I can talk about like how I thought Danielson versus Page was amazing. I thought it was, you know, easily the best match that was on that show. It might be the best match that we see all this month. But for me, I actually preferred Danielson Kingston on Rampage a few months back. Like that for me is like one of my favorite matches of this year. But maybe that's just because I love Eddie Kingston. You see, there's a whole bunch of factors that go into it. Like, I probably wouldn't have rated that match not as high as you probably would have. Yeah, uh, I mean, I... We're different people, Luke. We're different people. We're different people, and we like to talk about things. And that's what's fun about this. People, A lot of people don't like the way that I talk about wrestling. A lot of people don't like my opinions on wrestling. A lot of people don't like my opinions on movies either. But that's good. That's the whole (laughs) point of discussion. You get heat, like, in your movie job? Like, do people talk smack to you? Uh, I mean, if I talk about movies on this podcast, I tend to get people coming after me. Because, like, often at times because I say I like a movie... But I didn't say I loved a movie, and therefore that means that I hated the movie. You see, oh, you get, you know I what see I mean? what that means. Actually, it happens to me with wrestling, where I'll say, like, oh, I really like this match. Oh, but if I didn't say I didn't love it, it's like, oh, Denise didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, yo, no, if I didn't like it, I'll just tell you that thing was boring. Yeah, I mean, that happened with me. Like, one of the first times I got heat on this channel was, and I was talking about this yesterday on the AEW show, was the um, when WWE did the deletion match with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Oh, yeah, and- okay. And like when we got to when me and Ollie did the review of it, I was like, yeah, it was good. Yeah, you know, it was it was perfectly fine. I, I enjoyed some parts of it. I thought some parts of it weren't that great. People acted like I went on there and was like, that's the worst match I've ever seen in my life. When actually what I said was, yeah, it was all right, it was three out of five. Well, okay, I always go back to my whole thing. So I had to delete. Have you ever had to delete a tweet? Cause you got so much heat on it, you had no choice but to delete it. I'm not that popular. I got heat for the dumbest tweet ever, and I still stand by this opinion, and I don't care if I get heat on the show. And I regret deleting that freaking tweet now that I think about it. But I think I was in a period in time where I was like, man, I'm just so tired of seeing negativity. Delete, you know? I still stand by this. And I kid you not, people were acting, Luke, like I killed children for fun based off of this tweet. I literally tweeted, I have 0.00 interest in watching Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson. (laughs) I got so much heat for that tweet, Luke. I will never forget it. And after that, I thought, BS, man. Whatever opinion you have, put it out there. I mean, as long as you're not killing children, you're all right with me. 
That was actually, you just reminded me, I did get heat recently for a tweet. What was uh, it? And that, that was one where I actually had to stop listening. I had to just like, you know, we can turn off mentions. It was like, I don't want to, like, I can't oh, be dealing no, with I don't even anymore. know how to do that. Yeah, well, there was full when I, I put up a, a joke tweet saying that um, Miz is a less good MJF. Mm. Yeah. I saw that you got heat for that. I'm not surprised from the WWE fans. Oh, and and yeah, or just Miz fans in general. Yeah, people did. People did not like that. Take, that like spicy hot mentions. take that I had. That spicy hot take that I had there. Um, I know. I was gonna say you don't tweet very often, but when you do, you come in hard. <laughs> yeah. Do I really? Yeah, because like I won't hear from you on Twitter at all. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'll see some bold tweet from you and I'm like, ooh, look going on it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, it's so funny. Like you're silent the other it's it's like you know, there's people that are like silent all the time, and when they speak, they just say they drop some wisdom on you. That mm -hmm. is you on Twitter. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't personally consider myself to be that sort of way. Um, but the other thing to mention about this match, uh, in terms of I think that some people have now had some negativity towards it in terms of was the match actually good and this and the other, is the rating came in for the show. You and I talked about the ratings for AEW a couple of weeks back, you know, talking about like how they've been on a bit of a downward turn as of late, which is most likely down to the fact that on the West Coast, it's been moved to be live. It is now on at like five, like 5 p.m. or something. And like you can literally pinpoint the moment that it got moved to its time slot on TNT that the ratings started to drop off. Like, I, th I think that is pretty crystal clear. But this show did under a million views. It also didn't do that great in the 18 to 49 demo. It actually did really well in the over 50s, which is usually WWE's target demographic. That's usually like where they would win the, the, the demo war when uh, there was NXT versus AEW. Do you think outside of the, the time slot thing, do you think there is any other reason why this show didn't do over a million views? Well, are we just blaming the West Coast people, though? I mean, I would blame all the people on the West Coast. That's, that's, that's what I'm here to do. Because I already all, said this fault. last time, Luke, ain't nobody home at 5 p.m. in the West Coast. Like, if you're legitimately working, you're nowhere. Well, here's an interesting thing. So yesterday at 3 p.m., okay, 3 p.m. on a Thursday, I decided to go to the mall to go Christmas shopping because I thought, okay, well, if I go on a Saturday, it's going to be a nightmare. Well, I went on Thursday at a 3 p.m. when people should still be at work, including myself, and I was out shopping on <laughs> The mall was so packed. It looked like a Saturday. So I don't know. Maybe people are out Christmas shopping. I have no idea what the people are doing with their time. I did think that this show. No, I, I don't think I didn't even put any thought into like what the ratings would be for this for this uh, for this episode. But when the rating did come out, I think I was slightly underwhelmed thinking like, Hmm, like we had, you know, Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. I was expecting it to be, you know, a lot higher than it was. Well, not a lot of higher, but, you know, a little bit higher than it was. But I wasn't also disappointed. Does that make any sense? Like I was I, underwhelmed, yeah. but I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Like I was pretty underwhelmed by I like you. I, I was underwhelmed by the number because I really did think that this would be the show that would do over a million. 
I got rid of it because they were pushing it hard and they gave it a lot of build. It's also a massive title match. It opened the show. Uh, I think Brian Alvarez did say, I, I need to double check the, the tweet that he put out. But he said, like, if you go by the quarter hours, by the time it reached sort of its peak, by the time you get to the top of that main hour, it was doing over a million views. So it sort of like steadily increased throughout the match. Which and is crazy. Oh, throughout that match? Yeah, throughout that like match, the, yeah. Okay, that could yeah. have also been like people going on social media and be like, oh, like people are still talking about this match. Why is everybody talking about this match? Why is everybody keeping time here? What's going on? Exactly. You know? Yes. So there could be a lot of that. It could be any surrender. But I think like by the time the match actually had finished, there were over a million people watching it. And then probably quite likely they realized that was the end and then tuned out because they were like, well, I don't really want to watch Wardlow squash Matt Seidel. I'm going to go and I don't know, make dinner or something like that. But yeah, I think for me, like the number is is underwhelming. But I again, I think it is mostly just down to that time slot. Yeah, let's just blame all the people on the West Coast with jobs <laughs> that are stuck in traffic. And traffic's always like a lot worse or feels worse during December for some reason. Like here's the thing, like for me, like traffic out here, it's not like I always see people and they always come out and they're like people that visit LA or something. They'll be like, oh, yeah, traffic's awful in LA. Traffic this, traffic that. And I'm like. My city's still better than yours. Try to stop trying to make yourself feel better just because we got bad traffic. But anyways, it's a part of life now, Luke. Like I go out and I'm stuck in traffic and it's a part of my DNA. It's a part of who I am. Like it, it's it's a norm now, but it does feel worse during December. And I don't know if that's because people are going out shopping or what, but it feels a little bit worse. Maybe it's the weather too, because we've also had a lot of rain these past couple of days, <sighs> more so than we normally do, which is like not cute at all. Like it rains one day it's cute right what a mood what an aesthetic oh my god a rainy day it rains twice oh that's nice rains more than two times you're like okay this has got to end now <laughs> and it's rained at least like five days now here in LA and I'm like I don't like this and it's been so cold I've done this entire podcast with a blanket I was gonna say you look like very layered up right it's freezing in here and I have all three lights on and I still feel very cold I'm it's actually, very cold in here. I'm sweltering wearing this Christmas jumper and like holding this belt and everything. I am very, very hot wearing all of I just this. realized you're even wearing a Christmas jumper. Of course I'm wearing a Christmas jumper. It's a Sonic the Hedgehog Christmas jumper as well. Look at that cute little guy in the Santa hat. Also, I never said, I've never said jumper in my life and it felt weird, but I didn't want to make you feel bad about you saying jumper. So it's, it's I went it's with called it. A, it's called a jumper. It's called a sweater. It's called a jumper, Denise. It's called a sweater. It's called, it's called Why a do you think you're sweating? Because it's a sweater. And sweaters don't make you sweat. That's you just that's said right thing. now that you were hot. I, I did say I was sweating. There but you go. Wearing, you you said you were sweating. Denise, Denise, your argument is they're called sweaters because they make people sweat, but it's not what yes. they're assigned to do. Yes, they do make people sweat, okay? No, no, when it gets too hot and you start sweating, <laughs> you're like, oh, I got to take off my sweater because you're sweating. No one has ever said sweaters for goalposts. I'm just going to say that now. It's jumpers <laughs> for goalposts. Um, okay. I, one last thing I want to talk about on this. Uh, the other reason why I saw people who uh, did not like Winter is Coming was not because of the match, was not because of the match length, was not because of the finish, is because there were no surprise debuts. And in fact, oh man, we've got to poll up which is correct, jumper or sweater. We've got such an American heavy audience. I'm definitely going to lose this poll. I don't feel like we have an American heavy audience. I feel like everybody's from the UK. Oh no, oh, one, no we have like 60, 70% uh, US what? viewers. What? Yeah, yeah, we're like 70, maybe even 75%. Because like, 
every time something like this happens, I always get all the UK people in my Twitter timeline telling me like explaining stuff to me about like how stuff works in the UK. And I'm like, all right. Americans. Well, I thought you guys had like a heavy UK audience. Oh, no, no, no. Americans aren't tweeting you telling you that you're right. It's the Brits that, I mean, because I get Americans to tweeting me telling me that I'm wrong. So okay. it's like, I, I don't get any Brits up in my mention confirming that I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> American Russell Talk fans, let yourself be known. I mean, you are leading the charge at the moment, 67% on the poll. Wait, so and hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Wait. <laughs> Am I the first American that's ever been part of the Wrestle Talk team, like officially? Correct. Yeah. So you're uh, telling on, me on, on screen talent, yes. You're telling me that you guys have a heavy American audience and have mm-hmm. probably had so for a very long time, and oh, you yeah. never thought, hey, let me get an American on here. Hey, some people have suggested it before, but like you know, we never found any Americans that we liked. So oh, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well there you go. I'll stop complaining. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. There's, we like lots of Americans. Anyhow. No, you don't, Luke. Don't take it back. You already no, I said do. it. Look, I, I can name you at least five that I Screw like. Screw the other ones. I can I can name you at least five Americans that I like. Uh, I don't anyway. want to hear it. Well, Canadians are better. Anywho, the other oh, reason... No. Why... <laughs> no, no, no. Canadians are too nice. Come on. Canadians are way better. You need um, a little bit of an edge. No, Canadians are great. Anywho, so... The other reason I saw was not because the match went too long. It's not because of the finish. It's not because of this, that, and the other. It's because there were no surprise debuts on the show, particularly because the final angle of the night was FTR and MJF in the ring. The lights go down. The lights go down. And you can hear this ripple in the crowd being like, oh, this is it. This is going to be it. Because we've had TK saying that there are going to be surprises coming along in the next four weeks or so. The lights come back up and it's Sting. Cool. I mean, yeah, cool. and, and you can hear the crowd oh, being so like, "Spoiled, it's just Sting." Well, yeah, uh, you can hear the crowd being like, "Oh, cool." I mean, yeah, Sting. That's cool. I like Sting, and then they they cheer. But I think there were people that were expecting it to be. I mean, I don't know, but I uh, for me, when the lights went down, I was like, I was probably going to do the Briscoes because they'd done the the angle at final battle, right? Right. Did Did you find the lack of surprise debuts to be disappointing to the show? No, and I'll tell you why. So prior to the show, I literally posted a like question on Twitter. And I think I got like a lot of responses. And I basically asked people like, hey, are you looking forward to like, are you expecting surprises? Or are you kind of just like, I'm here for the ride. I'm just going to enjoy the show. I'm going to chill, etc. Really not, you know, on the edge of your seat for debuts or anything like that. And I read a lot of the comments and there were a lot of people that were like yeah you know we uh you know i'm looking forward to some debuts right but i would say that the majority of the people were kind of like honestly i'm just here to enjoy the show if there's a debut it's a cherry on top now with that being said i so i personally feel like a lot of people were just going in to watch the show because everybody was mainly just excited for you know brian and Paige. that's what people really wanted to see other than that people were really excited to see uh, Serena Deeb and Sheeta. And then people wanted to see if Wardlow was going to finally turn babyface. That was another thing. Uh, so those were the top three things that I saw that people were excited about for this show. And then um, when they did the lights out thing, 
that's where I think AEW messed up. I don't think they should have done the lights out thing because if you're here thinking like, oh, well, we're not going to get any debuts. I wasn't expecting any debuts. You know, we had the T- the Brody King tease. Okay, great. Uh, we probably had the Kyle O'Reilly tease if you want to see it as a Kyle O'Reilly tease. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm cool with that. And then when they did the lights out, I thought, oh, I guess they are going to do a debut. Hmm. Who could it be? And then I'm, you know, I'm waiting because it took a while. And then the lights come on and I I saw Sting and my eyes were still searching. I was like, who else? (laughs) Where are we looking? (laughs) Who else is there? (laughs) You know, it was one of those things. It took so long. It's because Sting is so old. Like it takes him a little longer to get into the ring. Oh, that is mean, Luke. That is is mean. mean. It is mean. You know what? I don't mean it. I actually don't mean it at all. I think Man, and I thought I was the mean American here. Turns (laughs) out it's the mean British. British. Uh, no, I think Sting is great. So, um, uh, yeah, we had the teasers of Brody King earlier in the show, as you said. I, when I had people saying to me last week on the AEW show, do you think Kyle O'Reilly is going to debut at Winter is Coming? I said, no, because there's no super click match. Like, there's no Adam Cole match. There's no Young Bucks match. So I'm not expecting a Kyle O'Reilly appearance. Had they been, if they had a match, then maybe I probably would have done. But the fact that we're most, you know, Adam Cole essentially said to us, it's going to happen next week. So Tony Khan and a few other people have sort of like, there's been reporting of this and the other. Tony, but in fairness to Tony Khan, what he said is surprises are coming over the next few weeks. Like keep an eye on every show. To me, that just makes it sound like he's just trying to get people to watch the shows. Yeah. But it's also being reported that we should be like, we probably will be expecting some debuts over the next few weeks or so. Likely Kyle O'Reilly, likely Brody King. Dave Meltzer was also saying that, you know, Bray Wyatt could be a potential, but most likely not because he's working on his horror movies and stuff. And, you know, but do you think that who else do you think we could see in the next few weeks? I think you pretty much got the ones that I was expecting. I'll be realistic with you. And that's the thing, too. Like, I almost feel like maybe that's why I'm not so like OMG debuts, OMG debuts. Like, I kind of just really because if you think about it, Luke, and I'll ask you this question, who's a wrestler? That if they were to appear on AEW, that you would legitimately like be like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. Like, I mean, legitimate pop reaction, like a sting moment. Uh, you know, obviously CM Punk, we knew he was gonna come in, but like a sting moment or a CM Punk moment, a Brian Danielson moment where you're like, oh my God, this really is happening. And I was thinking about that, and I was sitting in my kitchen thinking about this as I was eating dinner, and I thought to myself, I don't really think there's anybody for me that I would be like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that this person is coming into the company like I am in a shock right now. So everybody else is like, oh, cool. Welcome. Thumbs up. Yeah, for me, it's it's Keith Lee. If Keith Lee debuts okay. for the company, like that, w- I would that would be a legit markout moment for me because I'd be so super excited to see Keith Lee in the company. Uh, I think that's 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 probably the top name. The other one for me is maybe Swerve Scott. Like, I'd be, like, super pumped if so. But, like, I don't know if that is going to be, like, me marking out to the degree of, like, a Danielson or a Cole, or whether it's just a, oh, sweet, thumbs up, that's awesome, Swerve Scott is here. Because I do think, I've been thinking about this for a while, and I'm probably not the first person to think about this, but I haven't seen anyone really mention it or talk about it. But I'm pretty sure the story they're telling with Sammy Guevara is that someone is going to debut and take the title off him, right? Right, like they, right. They keep they keep putting over the story that like no one has won the TNT title on their first match. Like they did the match with Jay Lethal, they did the match with Tony Nese, and like you know his first Dynamite and stuff. And it just feels like oh man, it's the story that they're telling that some one of the releases is going to debut for the company and they're going to take the title off of Sammy Guevara. As if it's my money, that's Swerve Scott's position right there. 
You know who I thought that originally who I thought it was going to be, but obviously this person is still a question mark because I was obviously thinking the same exact thing. Like, hey, eventually someone's going to come in and win the TNT championship in this manner. I actually thought it should have been Johnny Gargano. I thought mm. had they done that, like, but obviously we don't know what the hell Johnny Gargano's up to. We don't know whether or not he's coming. But if he does come to AEW, Johnny Gargano is the guy that should defeat Sammy Guevara for the title. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be like, no, I don't like that. <laughs> but you know what? It's my idea. So it's there. There's uh, only one person right now that I personally feel that I would like freak the hell out. I mean, and this is excluding like, for example, like your rocks and Austin's or Brock Lesnar, you somebody like that. Obviously, this is excluding that because everybody would mark out. Right. Uh, it, obviously not like in a wrestler capacity, but in any sort of ca capacity, I don't care what capacity. If it's like come in and wave the camera, I don't care. Kurt Angle is the only person right now where I would legitimately lose my mind if he were to come into the company just because I'm such a big fan and want to see him all the time. And I don't care what capacity it's in. I think that's fair. I think the other thing that would probably make me mark out is if it is a champion from another company, like if a Deanna Perrazzo showed up or yes. like, you know, like a Mickey James showed up or something, you know, like a Roxy showed up with the ROH women's title or something like that. Like that would make me like, oh, wow, like that's really interesting because that is something that I'm, I'm not expecting. I don't know where this storyline's going to go next. I would see it as like, oh, my God, that's super cool. But I wouldn't be like, ah. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's fair. The other name <laughs> is, is obviously Akada. Like if a car just yeah, showed yeah. up, and well, it, it, oh, it, yeah, like oh, Denise, damn it, 30, oh, 39 minutes. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. I don't mind that one. Okay, sorry. This is um, the same thing every week. Can we just make this like the like rated M for mature podcast? I mean, it's Denise. It's okay because we're like we're far enough into the show that it's fine. And for me, like I don't edit the audio podcast anymore, so I don't have to go through and find these and censor it because the the, the podcast has a clean rating. So we can't put the swears on there. And Editor Vinny has to go through and he has to remove them. So like for me now, you want to swear? You go ahead and swear. I don't have to take them out. It's not my job anymore. Yeah, but now who'd you say edits this podcast? Editor Vinny. So now Editor Vinny is going to come at me though. <laughs> he He's going to curse my name and do witchcraft, witchcraft on me. He's going to be like, screw Denise Salcedo. <laughs> she makes my job a lot harder. You really, really do. Uh, okay, let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats. Thank you all so much for joining in the conversation. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Tom, Do Tom Dolland has left a comment. Did you, see, <laughs> did, did you see the video? The what? Did you see the video? The video, where, video? I called, the where I called him Tom Dolland. No, you posted it? I posted it on Twitter. Dude, it had like, it's had 30,000 views on Twitter, actually. It's the most successful video I've ever put up on Twitter. Okay, well, tag me in it next time. DM it to me. I didn't see it. I was, I was like, well, Denise is always because Sean saw it. And I was like, well, and Alex saw it He's as well. And I'm addicted like, to Twitter. I have so a life. Come on. No, I go out. <laughs> anyway, do you want to see it now? Because I've got it here. Yes, please. I am Luke Owen from Cineworld. And today I'm joined by the stars of Spider Man No Way Home, Tom Dolan. Sorry, Tom Dolland. Tom you can call Holland me Tom Dolland if you want. Hey, yeah. Tom Dolland. I actually like Tom, that. It sounds like nice Darling. Like Tom Dolland. Oh, goodness. I'm making an absolute fool of myself before we've even begun our game. But are you ready to play a game with me today? I'm dead, Luke. I saw your reaction. You look like you 
wanted to die. They you called had, him like, Tom they... Dolland because I wanted to die. They saved you so much. Like I they know. saw what your mistake and Zendaya literally like saved you. She was like, oh, it's like Tom Dolland. She literally had your back, man. Holy damn, she carried that intro for you. She saved you. And you had like the camera, like once I look back, you had the, how am I going to bounce <laughs> back from this? My life is over. Face. I was not enjoying it whatsoever. Like I that can was... tell. I can tell. Like if you weren't wearing the glasses, it would have been even worse. Uh, you can pinpoint the moment when my also, heart breaks into. Why do you wear glasses and a suit to this? So, What's so, the whole thing? Okay, so on Cineworld, we have our own version of Quizlemania called Cinemania. And in that, I'm the host of that one. And I wear a suit with the bow tie and everything, and I wear these glasses and because i was playing a game with tom holland and zendaya i was like i'll do this in my full cinemania getup so i'll have like the suit on i'll have my spider-man bow tie on and i'll put on the glasses um they you know tom thought it was tom thought i looked great uh, he thought i looked superb you should put that clip too so that you could kind of like oh, that was before ring. we started recording i just can't believe it luke that was very embarrassing can we see it one more time yes we, if you <laughs> I am Luke Owen from Cineworld, and today I'm joined by the stars of Spider-Man No Way Home, Tom Dolland. Sorry, Tom Dolland? Tom you can call Holland, me Tom Dolland if you want. Tom Dolland. I actually like that. Oh, it sounds like nice Darling. Like Tom, Tom Dolland. Oh, goodness. I'm making an absolute fool of myself before we've even begun our game. But are you ready to play a game with me today? <laughs> Okay, so Luke, your nostrils flared up. You you went like you did like a like a head turn, like a thing where you went, kind of went like this with your head, like you were like, nope, nope, nope I just nope, did that. Nope. And then your nostrils flared up. It was the best. Your reaction, your reaction was literally the best part. I'm dead. Yeah, not 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 a fun time there. So thank you for re naming yourself on the ultra chats, Tom Dolland. Thank you. That's so the much best. For that. That's the best moment of 2021, hands yeah. down. I agree with Mod. Where's Mod Mother's comment here? It actually gets more painful with each watch. Yes, it does. It does because you start noticing the little things in your reaction. Like I could read your mind. Like I could. I kind of saw you break character because I know you're going out there. And you're doing like this. You know whatever you're doing character. And then for a moment you had the. Oh man, I really oh, just man. did this. <laughs> Oh man, I can't believe that happened. It's so it's like so those bad. people that go try out for American Idol and then just like bomb, or you just go out on stage and get stage frights. Do you know what's funny as well? Because we've been playing in the office a lot. Like when we got the rushes back, I was like, oh Ollie, here it is. So I played it to him and I played it to editor Terry and I played it to Adam and this and the other. And like everyone everyone has been like, do you know what? It really isn't as bad as you made it out to be. Like they were like they were super cool about it. They I think were. You, re you recovered from it really well. Like it's really really cool. I, I don't know about that. I, don't well, know about I was gonna that. say, and then I played it to you, and you're just like, dude, you looked so stupid in that video. Do you see how dumb your nostrils you see, were? I'm a real friend. I will call it and tell you how it is. Like you picked it up afterwards, but there's a good couple of seconds where I can see the failure written on your oh, face. Dude, I, was, I hated it so so bad. I hated it every single second. <laughs> Awful business. But you bounced back after that, though, which congratulations. I'm, I'm sure. Thank you very much. And the, the video's top from 300,000 views, so I'm very In the top movie right now for one of the top franchises. Yeah, I know. I know, mate. I know. Like, it was, it, it's fine. Do you know what? He'll never remember it. 
You know how I think you could have saved yourself, he'll Luke? never remember it. If I ever see him again, he won't remember. He won't be the guy's like, didn't you call me Tom Dolan three years ago? That'll never happen. He's complete. He's already forgotten me. You know what I think you were? I think you did mess up, and I'll tell you this. When you said Tom Dolan, instead of saying, well, that's not your name, you know, continue, ha, 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 you know that? I think you should have been like, okay, let's say you made the mistake. Oh, hey, you know, Tom Dolan, Tom Holland. You should have just corrected it, like, right away. Like, not even made attention to it so that nobody could notice. And then if they would have addressed it, you would have been like, you weren't supposed to catch that. <laughs> well, you know, maybe I'll, I'll remember that tip for next time. But we, yeah. Also, you've now seen what Zendaya was wearing because you were asking me about that the last time. Oh, I shoot. I was it. so focused on your face. She was wearing like a floral <laughs> dress, right? Yeah, yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the clip five times and I've still forgotten. Yeah, sorry, um, I wasn't paying attention. I was so focused on you. And... Do you know what? Me and Ollie were talking about it this morning. We were recording the Cineworld podcast. We'll get to the Ultra Chats in just a second, by the way. We were talking about this on the Cineworld podcast. And I, I discovered today, Denise, today I was today years old when I found out they're actually a couple. Who? Tom, Tom, you said it again. Tom Dolland and Zendaya. <laughs> they're a couple? Yeah, I apparently since like what? July. Yeah, apparently. I, I thought it was just like, I just thought it was internet fandom type things. But apparently, I no, thought so actually... too, because I kept seeing stuff of like, I thought it was like people wanting them, you know, like fanfic where they want people to get together. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I thought. That's what I thought. But apparently I was today years old when I found out they actually are a couple. Oh no, she's too cute for him. I'm sorry. <gasps> she's like way so cuter than he is. She is in another league. Like she should know. No, come on. I just don't think he's that like, you know, well, he's not my type, so. No, he's, he's too, too pretty. He's too but I just think, like, I don't know. I think she's, like, out of his league. Uh, anyway, um, Tom Dolland has said in the Ultra Chats, uh, Brian, Brian, Brian. Oh, wait, Brian Danielson. Yeah, he's Wrestler of the Year. Do you think he's, like, do you think he's Wrestler of the Year? Yeah, so yesterday I posted this thing where I was, like, think, like, which two wrestlers, like, really impacted you this year? And I started thinking, like, wait, I have my question, but what's my answer? And I was, like, thinking about it, and I was, like, dude, it's Brian Danielson. So there you go. Someone said, Luke is so soy. That's the dumbest comment I've read all week. Uh, Tay Boogie soy? said, soy, yeah, it, it's it's like right-wing speak for being like, you are in touch with your feelings, I guess. Oh, I've never heard that in my life. Yeah, the only soy I know is soy sauce. I mean, I'm going I'm to apologize for Brian, uh, to, to Editor Vinny now, but it's the f dumbest thing. Tay Boogie said, I hate draw the draws the match was great, but the finish felt flat. To me, a time limit draw is as bad as double DQs and double countouts. Have Hangman win clean or don't book the match. That I massively disagree <laughs> with. I don't, think a I don't think a time limit draw is the same as a double DQ or a double countout. Sorry, I'm dead. I don't think I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you curse in my entire life that's it luke you gotta stop hanging out with me this is it <laughs> it's, I, I was like what i did not see that coming <laughs> at all please tell me the chat's like what the hell's going on here yeah, yeah. I, the friday I, I, show i, I, I know I, what's I, gonna happen i save it for these times I, I you know i bring it out when it's needed hey that um, should be our slogan the friday show <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen that's amazing. Oh, man. Ollie's, oh, yeah. Ollie's watching. You think, is oh. Ollie going to yell at you? No, he, I know he's just watching now because he's just messaging me saying, you're <laughs> said, uh, where is he? Ollie, um, please do not. I, I have not. I have no association with Luke Owen. <laughs> I'm in the show. Saying, you are the censorship gift that keeps on giving. Um, I can Wait, also. What did you say? You're the censorship gift that keeps on giving. Uh, um, I can also tell you as well that Sweater won the poll with 65%. 
told you, nobody calls it a jumper. Do you think that a time limit draw is the same as a double DQ or a double count out? No, I don't see it the same way, no. I agree. William Banter, uh, I would like to th think this is a step in the evolution of Paige as champion. We now know he can go 60. I would love to now see him add a submission like the cloverleaf to his moveset so he has another way to beat his opponent. Your thoughts? Are you talking about Brian Radio? Uh, Hangman Page. Oh, Hangman Page. Oh, because I was about to say, I was like, Brian be switching things up. Like, he'd be oh, putting yeah. all this different stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. Like, I kind of agree with, like, what Brian Danielson says, like, with having, you know, different, you know, ways to defeat your opponents. I like that. Me too, yeah. And I actually love the fact, and I thought it was really smart that they did all of the submissions that Danielson has won matches with in the match to, like, be like, well, these are now full, these are now near falls. You know, he, that was one of the things that, like, if you go back, and, like, and I'm sure you noticed this, like, he was literally targeting almost, like, every single piece of Paige's body throughout the match. Like, for a couple of minutes, he'd focus on one thing, and then you think, okay, that's the way he's going to go this whole match. Nope, he'd switch it to something else. And I'm like, at this point, like, there's nothing left. Mm -hmm. He was making sure to, like, try to bring down Hangman Page in any single possible way. Uh, Punk Rocks and Soda said, total recency bias, but this is my match of the year. I think the finish adds something to Brian's character. Now when he has big matches, baby faces will realize that he can go the distance. So they either A, have to beat him quick, or B, survive him for the time limits. I need to go, I, the tomorrow, next year, for sure, I'm going to write down like my favorite matches as I go, because now I feel like I forgot so many of them. Like I have to go back and find the ones that I feel were my match of the year, because I still don't think I have mine yet. As I was going to ask you, you know, if you had one written down, because nope. you, I don't think you, you didn't submit to the, um, the end of year awards, did you? I ran out of time, Luke. I ran <laughs> out of time. Yeah, you have to send me multiple messages yelling at me to get it done. <laughs> Oh, but I don't like to bug people. Like I sent it to Sean and then I sent him a, re a reminder message and I felt really bad about sending a did reminder he end up, message. Did he, I'm sure he did it. He's, nah, he gets, he, did, he, didn't he forgot to. Yeah. Wow. That's shocking. Sean doesn't forget anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, actually, again, wait. I, yeah, he does. Yeah, I, he I, does. I feel bad about bugging people to do things. No, like, just... you can bug me. Like it. it's okay. I, I allow that. For certain people, you are one of those people. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, also, I've got to agree with what this person here just said. Let me find it. 2021 has had so many great matches. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's why I don't think this can, like, this isn't my match of the year because I'm like, oh man, I could think of like five other matches that are also potential matches of the year, right? I think I know mine too. Yeah. Because it's like the one that you really don't forget. You know, if that's the one. Is it the case? No, I, like, I dated a bunch of matches, but that's the one but i'll save it oh you'll save it okay um adrian rivera said hi good guys good morning slash afternoon do you guys think that kenny will come back and continue his danielson feud or come back and feud with aew's version of the undisputed era if or when kylo riley debuts hmm. that's the good thing about AEW is that they have options personally i think it depends on where we're at when he comes back so i feel like i can't answer that just yet because it does make sense for them for him to come back and you know go into this with brian danielson but at the same time it's like you can always circle back to that you don't have to jump right into it so i think it depends on where we're at when he comes back i agree yeah like it's i mean there were, what we've done our prediction show with the video isn't out yet it won't be out until the end of the month but one of the predictions that someone had was that kenny omega will take the entirety of 2022 off and that we're just not going to see him for the whole year. And I am in a position where I'm like, I am, I'm so like 
I'm desperate for Kenny to come back because I love watching him wrestle. But I'm also like, if he goes away for a year, that will just make me miss him more. Yeah, and can you imagine that pop when he returns? Oh my god! Yeah. I'll have the OMG moment. That's an OMG moment. Uh, the mayor of Painful Dan, hi Dan, said uh, messaging for uh, messaging from being on my way to my first WXW of the weekend. Tomorrow is Walter versus Cara Noir. That is going to rule. He says, "Don't worry, I'm boosted. Medical mask with a negative test. Otherwise, you can't get in. No worries from me." I love that. I love how you felt the need to tell you, like, don't worry, I'm all good. I love that. Well, I was going to say, like, because Andy's off to the darts this weekend, and I'm like, you sure you want to be going to the darts this weekend with all of those people there, like, probably not wearing masks or anything? Bro, I'm double vaccinated, got my booster shot. I got my booster shot in this, like, rink-a-dink clinic where I kind of had second thoughts where I was like, I don't know why I should be here. Like, this is a terrible clinic. And the doctors, they looked so confused. And it just looked like, I don't know, kind of weird. And then I heard the doctor come out and she's like literally in the hallway because they lost an iPad. And I'm like, they can't even find the iPad. I was like, this is not going to go good. And the doctor tells the other doctor like, oh yeah, how much is the dosage of the Pfizer, this and that? Like, she was asking like how much you're supposed to give. And I'm like, isn't the doctor supposed to know this? Like, what is happening here? So it was one of the doctors that kind of looked a little bit clueless. And I was kind of like, oh, I hope I don't get that doctor. So I went in and I had another doctor. And then the doctor that was clueless came in and was like, oh, you go. Like, I'm going to take over right as he's about to give me my <laughs> shot. So then that doctor takes over. And I was thinking, oh, man, she like she go she go mess up right now. <laughs> but she did it. And I didn't even get sick or anything. I felt great. I even went to Disneyland. Uh, well, I've got my booster booked in for Monday, uh, which I'm very, very excited about because I don't want to miss Christmas this year. Yeah. Um, oh, man, if I miss Christmas, I'll be so furious. Uh, and lastly, Abortion Reborn said, it makes me a bit sad when Pete keeps calling himself Chubber Pete. Why is that, though? He's not calling himself Chubber Pete. He calls himself Chopper Pete. C-H-O-P-P-E-R. Chopper Pete. I can't. Go. It's I cannot. Chub- it's not Chopper Pete. Chopper Pete. No wonder. I was like, I know he's always called himself Chopper Pete. Did he change it? He did not. No. He's okay. he's fine. I, he's fine by all accounts, but he has not been renaming himself Chopper Pete as far as I'm aware. <laughs> I, I thought he, he is- changed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, we all put on those holiday pounds. Like sometimes you just get some like self confidence issues. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Anyway, well, let's wrap this up. Denise, uh, what would you like to plug? What do you got coming up? I'm literally youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. If you haven't followed me on Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo, I'm almost at 50K. Please go help me out. Um, F4W online Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I'm live on there. Speak now pro wrestling. That's all I got to plug. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review. It's actually going to be Tempest and Laurie reviewing SmackDown because Chubba Pete is away on holiday this week. Pete, bless his heart, bless his little cotton socks. He's doing so much legwork over the Christmas period because I'm off for two weeks, Laurie's off for two weeks, Adam's off for two weeks, Ollie's off for a week. It's basically Pete is running the ship on his own. Did you say Bless his cotton socks. Bless his cotton socks. Is that like a saying? Yeah, I think it's a saying over here. Oh, I'm going to start using it. Bless cute, your right? cotton socks. Bless your cotton socks. It's a cute little thing to say. Bless um, your cotton underwear. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to use. 
so and then um i'll be back with ollie davis doing the raw review on tuesday sure it'll be grand Denise, what are your plans for this weekend? I got a GCW tonight, and then tomorrow I'm throwing a girls' dinner, and then Sunday I'm going to another girls' dinner. Oh, cool. What, what's uh, throwing? So your house? Yeah, so tomorrow, no, wait, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to have friends over. It's the first time they're coming over for, like, dinner here at my house. The first time I'm hosting dinner, like, in my house, like, for my friends. So that's going to be fun. I don't even know what I'm serving. So, well, and I'm not cooking. Like, I'm buying. Oh. I'm catering because I do not cook. Why can't you just cook? Mind you make something. Because I want them to enjoy themselves and actually <laughs> eat. <laughs> so I can't, I can't cook anything. Like, what am I, what would I cook for them? Nothing. So well, like, sure. I, uh, hold on. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Surely there are some like family recipes that you could like call a relative up and be like, how do I do this? What have I got to do for this? And they can be pass on some awesome secrets to you and things like that. Oh, they're there. I just can't execute them. So do, have, do you know what chilaquiles are? I do not. Okay, so chilaquiles is like this. I don't know if it's like a Mexican dish. I think it's a Mexican dish or it might just be like a Latino dish. I don't I don't know the rules. Anyways, so it's like tortilla strips and they're like pretty crispy and you put like seasoning and you can put like a bunch of different toppings on them, right? So my grandma gave me her recipe. Well, they're supposed to be like crunchy, like, you know, the tortilla chips are supposed to be crunchy and mine came out like soup. <laughs> the flavors were there, but it was melted. Uh-huh. So it was essentially soup. So the recipes are there. I just can't execute them. So what do you do on a day-to-day -day life then? Like what do you make? What are you gonna make for yourself for dinner this evening? I don't make anything. <laughs> do you eat out every day? Nope. My fiance does the cooking. Oh, right. Okay. Well, that makes some sense. Then. I like how you were trying to think of everything possible. Nope. Yep. The man, the man yeah. of the house does the cooking here. Well, it's actually kind of similar here because I do all the cooking as well. Oh, I don't really? know why I didn't. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, and that's not fair. Like me and my wife do share the task, but since we've had the kid, I have been like the, the kid. Big... Yeah, yeah. Well, since we had the, <laughs> the kid, kid. Oh, yeah, that's why I, got... I just referred to her as the kid. But like, <laughs> since we had the kid, I she has got you know she's got a feeder, so yeah. I, I I am like I am now the I do dinner every day. Are you used to being a father now? How's that going? It's really fun. It's tiring. I, uh, so my new start time for the day is 5 a.m. Like that is. Why she's sleeping? Well, yeah. So because she always wakes up at five for a feed, and my alarm used to go off at six. So the feed will last for like 30 minutes, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, and then my wife has got to try and like put it back down into the crib and get it to settle again. So the last thing that she needs is my alarm going off 20 minutes later or me like mm. getting up and moving around and disturbing her. So it's actually easier for me to just get up when she has her 5 a.m. feed and I just start my day then. Dang, 5 a.m.? Yeah, so I just I so I'm now just like getting up at 5 a.m. Sometimes I'll start work. This morning I just went downstairs and I watched a couple of episodes of Dark Side of the Ring because uh, that's now on all four over here. And then I and I have a cup of coffee. Is she still in the phase where like she sleeps all day? Or is oh, that phase yeah. over? No, no, no. That's that is all day. Uh, is it going to be that for a little while yet? Oh, 
I was like, Which I don't is- know what the time periods are. Like, how long is this thing? Is it like a one week thing, two weeks? <laughs> how long? I think it's like a few months yet. Like, I think first six, she's in our room for the first six months. And then we've got mm-hmm. to like, it, we're coming up to the point now where we've got to try and get her into like a sleep routine of mm-hmm. like, now we go to bed, we have a bath, we read a book and we put you to bed. And you got to try and get her used to that so that she is not like just falling asleep willy nilly, basically. Oh my God, was it scary giving her her first bath? Were you there? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I mean, we have to do it because, like, because you can't support her own head. So, yeah, like, it, it's a double team thing. Like, I hold the kid while uh, my wife washes her. And, Did you but, guys not get that bathtub thing where, like, it holds the own baby's head? Well, no, it is, but it's like it's on a slant and her head just sort of like rolls around. So, I've got to, I've got to oh, support I her head see. from like moving around and stuff. So, once she can support her own head and like her own neck and stuff, I think it'll be an easier thing. But at the moment, isn't that it does to like take, a year old? Yeah, it, it takes a while. Uh, but for the moment, it takes both of us to bath her. I think that's what gives me like the scary, like the heebie-jeebies is like that you always have to be like holding like, you know, a whole person's head. <laughs> like if you don't hold the person's head, like it's not a good thing. Like that's terrifying to me. I had a big uh, dad win recently though. So I used wow. to run the bath. I used to run the baths. I, I would like get the water ready and everything while my wife was kind of like taking care of some other stuff. And then she would bring her in and we would like wipe her down with the cotton buds and stuff. And then we'd put her in the bath. And she actually seemed to quite enjoy the bath. And then my wife started running the baths and the kid hated it. And the kid cried and screamed every time we were doing it. I'm like, oh man, I guess she just doesn't like the bath anymore. Turns out my wife was doing it too cold. Because my oh. wife was like, I don't want it to be too hot because yeah. she like because that will just like upset her and stuff. She was making it too cold. So the kid was like, this is terrible. I'm freezing now. This is like oh, a rubber thing. And so the only way she knows how to communicate is to scream and cry. So that's what she did. Yeah. So you are the water temperature expert father. So now I'm being like, I think that temperature is OK. We put the kid in. And she has a whale <laughs> of a time. So it's funny because I guess like everybody learns what they're good at once you have a child. Your thing is water temperature. Exactly. I can't feed her. I can't do that. I do not have boobs to be able to produce that milk. Do you know what? Actually, can I see something really gross about the kid at the moment? What? So, you know, she survives on milk at the moment. She survives on mother's milk and that's what she does. But she also sucks on her hands. And so, like, because, like, her mouth then is just, like, you know, got milk and stuff in it, and then she chews on her hand. It makes her hand smell of cheese. Oh. And, oh, and it, dude, it stinks. Like, it, stinks it stinks real bad. Do you not put some mittens on her then so she won't chew on her own finger? She doesn't like mittens. Like, since since oh. the day she was born, she has hated mittens. She will always find a way to get them off her hands. Um, but, yeah, she just, like, she'll just suck on her hands and stuff and, like, drool will just fall down her face. <laughs> And then, you know, she'll just sort of like move her hand up and the hand just stinks. And I'm like, oh, and you're like, I love you, but get that hand <laughs> yeah, away from me. I'm like, oh, can you take her for a bit? Her hand stinks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Well, they do say, you know, children are stinky. So there you go. Oh, they, are, they really do stink. This morning, I, 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 I was past the kid and I was playing with her and stuff. And I was like, dude, her hands stink. Have you not washed her hands today? And Kate was like, oh, no, I have. I'm like there's oh. no way you've washed your hands today because they stink so bad. Oh no, you're you're gonna be like I'm gonna officially have the kid with the cheesy hands. Oh, it's a permanent thing now. Hands. She's got cheesy hands. Oh no, poor thing. That's something you're gonna have to tell her that when she like turns 18, like you had cheesy hands as a baby. Oh, yeah. Stinky, 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 cheesy hands. But apart from that, <laughs> it is she so is cute. Cool. 
she is grand. She just she goes yeah. through her mental leaps. Like she is now more aware of things. The other morning I brought her downstairs and she was just sort of like a bit, you know, sort of looking around and stuff. I don't think she realized that it was me that had taken her down. So I just oh. I so I, I said her name in a sing-songy way and she like looked where that sound had come from. Then worked out where the sound was coming from. So she looked up at me and realized it was me and they gave me a big smile. Aww. And that was that was the actual best. Did she did she turn over already? Like, is that a thing already? She is really trying. Oh. She is so close to it as well. She just needs to work out what to do with her arm because, like, she rolls oh, onto like her side there. and it gets her, her arm gets stuck. And then she's like, "Well, now what do I do?" So, like, I and think it stays she, there. Yeah, yeah. Once she's worked out what to do with that arm, she can roll from her front to her back, but she mm -hmm. can't do from her back to her front. Oh, okay, okay. She'll figure it out soon. Which I've been told is very advanced for her age. Oh, really? Like, what age are you supposed to do it? I think it's something until like six or so months. And how many there months are, is she? She is just turned, she turns three months next week. Wow. There three are months kids. in advance, baby. There are kids She'll be in our walking pretty soon. There are kids in our NCT group um, who have got kids that are a month older than her who are only just starting to do what she was doing two weeks ago. Really? Oh, yeah. I think we've got a genius kid on our hands with stinky, stinky wow. hands. Wow amazing stinky stinky cheese hands stinky you... cheese hands gonna be the next albert einstein <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's an update for the people who are asking no she has not laughed again i've made her laugh once and she has not laughed since wait you've only made her laugh one time well she's not like apparently according to my mum, my mum used to be a midwife uh she's not supposed to be able to she doesn't know what laughter is yet so she's not really supposed to like that shouldn't be part of her sort of personality and stuff that comes at a much later stage so basically i got lucky and she oh, just and she maybe just it wasn't burped. a laugh maybe she was trying to burp no it was definitely a laugh i can tell you that much because she was laughing at something that i was doing in particular oh what were you doing i was going like that and it was making oh, her laugh and she, okay. it, was, it was the day of survivor series and then i had to leave the house like i was there just playing with the kid and i like you know going like that and she was laughing and then i had to pick up my bag and go because i had to go review a stupid wrestling show maybe she was laughing at you she was like haha my dad's gonna have to go review survivor series when he could be at home relaxing yeah there's gonna be some stupid egg and you're gonna have yeah. to talk about the yeah. stupid egg for ages exactly she knew what's up she knew what was going on <laughs> um next week it's christmas denise are you do you feel prepared for it yeah i'm pretty prepared we're yeah. making tamales that'll be fun this is, our final going. this is our final show before Christmas. Oh, this is it? Well, I had no week, idea. Next week's Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> I was just going to show up. Yeah, no, we haven't I got was going to show week. up and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, no, we haven't got a show next week at all. Okay, cool. Do we yeah. have a show the following week? Uh, no, because that's New Year's Eve and I'm also off then as well. Oh, cool. So I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> I'll see you in two weeks. I'll see you in the new year, in fact. Yeah, amazing. Well, uh, have a lovely Christmas, Denise. I, I just hope you, it brings you everything you could ever want. Do you, do you know what you're getting for Christmas this year? What I'm getting for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, I already know my presents. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know your fiance knows because you told him. I seriously <laughs> messed up, Luke. I messed up, man. <laughs> I had the moment, like, I said it. And, okay, so, like, we were, I was wrapping gifts because I had bought gifts yesterday. And I was wrapping the gifts. And then I turned around and I looked at my fiance. And I was like, hey, I want you to open your gift at my grandma's house. Because usually we do like a private thing, like just him and I. And, and then he looks at me. He's like, oh, like, why? And I'm like, oh, well, because I want everybody to see you open your laptop. <laughs> like, I literally just said it. And then I was like, <laughs> like, you know, when you say something and you're just like, uh, like you, you had, can't even you say had, anything. 
you had a Tom Dolland moment. Yeah, yeah, I did. And then I just like put my hands down and I was just like, my, I really messed <laughs> up. And I tried so hard. Like when I was wrapping his gift, I was like, you can't come into the living room. Like stay in the kitchen because I'm trying to wrap your gift. And then even the box, it had like stickers that would kind of give away where it was shipped from and what the gift was. So I made sure to peel the, the stickers off the box. Like I did everything possible except keep the secret. And so I knew what he was giving me. And then he was trying to surprise me too. And um, he was like booking me like a trip, like a little getaway that we're doing in an Airbnb. So I knew he was going to do a trip. I told him like, oh, surprise me, like whatever location, I don't care. And then, um, so I told him like, oh, log into my Airbnb account because I already have my, my rating system and everything. And I'm like, I won't go on the Airbnb. Like I won't go and I won't check the website. And I was like, I won't even read the emails or anything, you know, like he was going to delete the emails that were going to be sent to my account. Well, I forgot that they also text you. So they texted me the location and I opened it not knowing what the text is going to be. And he was ordering it. And I was like, dude, sorry. I didn't think (laughs) I didn't remember that they also send you a text. So he's getting me that. And then he's also getting me a new computer chair because this chair is just killing my back now. Um, I love this chair. It's been so comfortable. I've used it for like two years now. But I think I do need something a little bit more uh, comfortable now, especially for these long hours. I was going to say, yeah, we do our long shows together. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope you have a great Christmas and uh, a great new year as well. And I will see you in 2022. Same to you. Same to you. Uh, And thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I will be back next week, though. I'm doing the Raw Review. And then that is my last show uh, that is live anyway. You will get me because we've pre-recorded the best wrestlers of 2022, best matches and best pay-per-views of 2021. Uh, worst matches and worst pay-per-views of 2021 and the 2022 prediction show. So there'll be plenty of stuff with me and Oliver Davis over the next couple of weeks. Until then, take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye, Denise. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.